Can we just talk about summer for a second? The sun shining, the beach calling, and oh, the style. Macy's is your ultimate summer style destination, whether you're jet setting or just chilling in your backyard. I'm all about easy breezy outfits and Macy's has it all. From flowy summer dresses to those must-have espadrilles and Levi's skirts, Macy's has them. Oh, and those Dolce Vita sandals, let me tell you, they're a game changer for all-day comfort and style. Don't even get me started on matching sets. We all know I live in matching sets all year long, so I've got my eye on some super chic sets at Macy's. So whether you're prepping for a vacation or a staycation, head over to Macy's.com slash style and let Macy's hook you up with everything you need for the perfect summer vibe. That's Macy's.com slash style. Don't miss out. Own your summer style with Macy's. Let's make this summer one to remember. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, an iHeartRadio and two-time People's Choice Award-winning podcast. Hello, everybody. We're scrubbing in, and Tanya and I are together. We're back together. Easton and Mark are on Zoom, but... They're here in our hearts, but Tanya and I are face-to-face directly across from the table. We, She's basically running a studio in her apartment. I'm going to add engineer to my resume because I really feel like I really came through on this. I'm not going to lie. Do you remember the whole tearful breakdown of her technology just a short, when was that, like a month ago with the live podcast? And here we are. A lot has changed. A lot has changed. Yeah. Feels good. A lot of growing. I had a renewed sense of energy waking up knowing that we were doing this together. To be honest, and I've seen some comments in the Facebook group about the podcast, like it hasn't been like the same or the energy is low, which things have been hard. So like, yeah, I'm sure our energy has been <laughs> low and our spirits have been low, but um I just, I honestly, if I'm just being totally transparent, I did 
did not want to do the podcast the past few weeks. And it was um, like a struggle. I didn't wake up. I, I can't remember the last time. I can't remember a time since doing the podcast that I wasn't, like, excited to record the podcast. Same. No, like, literally same. And like, it was kind of dark to not want to do it. It was so dark. I was, like, going through things in my head, like, what is this? And I think it's it's hard just because I think everybody's going through it right now, you know, in just different ways. And I know, like, we're both individually going through things, like, personally and just the world is going through so much. And so it just really did. It felt dark. And I remember you would, like, send me the screenshots of everybody saying that it felt off Uh and I was like it totally makes sense that that translates and I guess it's a testament to like how authentic we are because like you can't no I couldn't couldn't hide it but it's like all that stuff I kind of was like thinking I was like I have this whole setup for the morning show like it literally looks like a board Mm -hmm. and we've now kind of been quarantined we're a quarantine. Like we've, you know, we're exposed to each other. We're both being super careful, but we've been exposed to each other. So I was like, why doesn't Becca come do the podcast from my apartment? Mm -hmm. Yeah. East into the rescue. And here we are one week later. (laughs) So yeah, it just, I woke up excited to do the podcast, which felt so good because I haven't felt that excitement. And it felt good, like Mark posting that post on the Facebook group. Totally. Doing it for the scrubbers. Like, it just was like, let's go. Let's go, baby. We back. I t- me too. When I saw Mark's post, I was like, mm. <laughs> So basically, this podcast is like a revamped version of ourselves. Like, I think like going just like quarantine and then um, the Black Lives Matter movement and wanting to keep that momentum going and like also being a positive podcast and talking about things that are important, but being kind of an escape for all of you, because I know we're all in the same spot and I get so many messages that are like, I'm really going through a hard time or I'm corn, I'm alone. I'm, I don't, Mm -hmm. I'm not able to see my friends or family and, or I don't have a lot of friends. And so we want to be a place that feels like that. And I think, you know, when we're personal, personally going through things, it's hard to put on this like happy facade and, Especially when you're just listening to us, because I think it really comes across in our tone. And I've been down, and yeah. I just am like ready to. I'm just. It felt. It feels good to be back. No, I feel this totally same way, and I feel like everybody keeps saying like, "2020's canceled," like you know, whatever. Let's pick it back up in 2021. And I'm like not a good person to just be like, okay, let's just like pause our lives, and you know, like I was kind of in this weird headspace of like what am I doing? Is what I'm doing? Does it really matter? Like, I don't, I'm not educated. I'm like, all these things were just like going through my head, self doubt. Um, and I kind of had to like really look within and really just kind of do a lot of growth on my own, but also realize that like my strength, what my, where my strength comes from is just doing the best that I can. You know what I mean? And like knowing that like my intention is good. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of at that place now where like, I'm like rebirthed reborn I'm reborn (laughs) and uh I feel good and like I feel ready like I feel like um I have a good head on my shoulders I feel like I have my confidence back I felt like I was a little bit like Mm Sanzi um (laughs) so yeah it's all good yeah Mark Easton How's it going over We're there? fine. We're enjoying the reboot, the rebirth, the vibrance of you two. And I want to hear more about the tennis match. 
Oh, we've had a couple dates uh, over the past two weeks. Well, so, okay. <laughs> this So, Tanya and I, both kind of going through our own things personally, we uh, kind of lost this communication with each other. There was just like a, what would you, just, we were a tiff? Were we were kind of a tiff? But I like, wouldn't even call it a tiff. It was more of like a standoff. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> okay, it was a standoff. So, um I think we we both got there was like stuff with the podcast that we were just kind of like I don't like I think we were on the same page but the we communication were, the communication was, was totally off and so for what was it like a week or two weeks we it was like, a week but it felt speak. like a month so we didn't really talk and then we had to do the podcast and we both were like oh all right here we are <laughs> hi Tanya good to see you <laughs> and it was like you know what is it called pulling teeth. Totally. And it's just like so what's the thing that I love about the Scrub Sisters is that they could totally feel that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like, like they didn't know what. Right, but they right. Knew something was going on. Yeah. And uh I to be honest, I had so much going on in my head personally with like other things that I was like, I don't really have I know that we're gonna be fine. Like we'll come back at some point. But like I didn't have the mental space to fix it. And so, you know, uh, Tanya reached out and was like, do you want to have dinner? So we, I came over, had dinner. I think I cried within like five minutes of being in here <laughs> because like you are so, you really are like a vital part of my life. And I was so sad about where we like, just, you know, that we hadn't talked, but I also was so sad about so many other things. And I didn't, I knew I didn't have the mental capacity to like be the one to reach out or be like the like stronger person. And so I just felt really emotional and it was just so good. And you brought out like these fancy glasses and ice cubes and it just. <laughs> no, but like I felt that, you know, it's like I was kind of going through my own own stuff and I like had, the, it was a little bit the same where I just felt like I just didn't have the bandwidth to like to with you. Yeah. But then I was like, everything that you're going through is so much more than what, like my stuff is minor and like. <laughs> no but like it's true and I was just like I I like actually felt bad that I wasn't there for those like five or six days you know like I was just like I need to just suck it up like this is literally stupid yeah. like like <laughs> the dumbest thing and so I was like I'm gonna like make dinner for her got her made her a little flower arrangement yeah. you know really wifed wifed it up over here she did she made me a flower arrangement she made me miso glazed salmon a healthy salad I was like wow and wine it was just good it was like all anti-inflammatory oh, yeah. i felt so did you drive through jack in the box on the way home no I, wow I, to be honest, <laughs> to be, i do love jack in the box though i um i i've been like decently healthy but this weekend i real i like went off the rails i feel like swollen with just hot dogs and hamburgers and it's kind of nuts because i um because of all my UTI stuff, I've like taken really drastic steps. And one of the steps I took, I guess, uh, UTI bacteria feeds off of sugar. And so I was like, screw it. I'm done with refined sugar. And I like cut it out cold turkey. And this weekend I had like a pie and like a crumble. Like I had oh, yeah, two I different, that. two different desserts. Good and for you on the pie. Good for you. Thank you. Well, it was like a, it was I like a soft pie. serve pie. It was like a, it was like a dairy free soft serve pie. Okay. Actually, I think you might enjoy it. I bet I would. I'm going to send it to you and tell me if you would like it, but okay. it was delicious. I didn't, I don't have any regrets, but the next day I woke up and I felt like 
weird, like not hungover, but just like sluggish and weird. And I was like, whoa, is this what sugar like does to you? Well, yeah. Has I, it been doing that to me my whole life? And I just didn't know because I've been eating it. I'm like, you know. Well, I've like pretty much cut out so- real soda except for like once a week if I get in and out or something, I'll have a Dr. Pepper with it. But like in general, I pretty much cut it out. But this weekend, I was just like, <laughs> didn't care. And I felt so off. I felt like I had a headache all weekend. I felt so like last night I was trying to say something about spinach and I kept saying Spanish. I was like, am I? I know it's, bra- no, it's brain fog. Yeah. It causes brain fog. Seriously. And then Tanya sends me this like <laughs> diagram of what soda does to your body. And it was like brain damage. So then I was like really in my head that I've like done permanent damage to myself. So <laughs> luckily I feel better today. But yeah, I, I went to say spinach and like for some reason it was changing to Spanish when it come, came out. I'm telling Anyways. you. Welcome to the Healthy Diet Club. It's a fun place to be. I, really, you'll thrive there. Yeah, I don't think I'll thrive there, but I, I need to have some more. I was doing pretty well, and then for some reason, I, like, was able to, um, like, rationalize everything because I'm working out three times a week, like, hard. And yeah. so I was like, ah, it's probably you know, but like out. eating healthy can be delicious. Like I made her this like delicious miso glazed salmon. It was, it was really good. It's so yummy. And this yummy mango avocado salad <laughs> with fresh, uh, I made my own, uh, dressing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Delicious. Um, and healthy. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was amazing. I, I actually need to get the miso. Rest. I make good salmon, but I need that miso glaze. I'm um, going to give it to you. So we, we did that. We reconnected and then she's been playing tennis with red star and I love tennis, but I don't have anyone to play with because, um, 95 P does not play tennis. <laughs> I would it's pay money common. to I would pay money to see that actually. No, because if we're if we're like double teams, I would get so frustrated. Oh, okay. So unless y'all were on the team against me. We've done that star. with cornhole and that yeah. was not it was really a blowout. Well, we thrived in cornhole. So. Yeah. So Tanya, we made plans to go play tennis and I, I see on her Instagram story she posts like her outfit. She has like a full tennis bag for her rackets. She's in a full dress, a tennis dress. That's right. And uh, I was already intimidated. I showed up in like my sports bra and leggings for my workout earlier. I forgot water. It was so hot outside. And I'm like, I'm intimidated. I feel just, I don't feel prepared. Tanya has like a full outfit. She has a uniform. And I don't know, something just felt, I didn't feel good about it. And so we played. We played and she beat me six to three which is not that bad like that's not a blowout Listen, for myself it's bad that's true and so then we had time to play another like half a game and I won that but like it was tight it was tight and I was also exhausted like I was so hot I know I was exhausted too I didn't have sunscreen (laughs) on I had done I had done a workout before like burpees galore I was like dead but I really felt like I could have taken that second game so we we will have to have a rematch that's Fair enough. And I'll have a skirt on. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that having the outfit really does something to the game. Like, I really felt like Maria Sharapova. Like, I was like, hmm. Tanya would run at me and, like, point her finger and slam it. And it was so intimidating. Like, I Tanya, to me, is not uh, what I would consider someone that's, like, super athletic. No, <laughs> not at all. 
But tennis is my sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, so. she would run up and point to you like as she like, spiked wait. it on your side of the net? Yeah, so like she'd if, like if, run <laughs> at me with, like, her opposite hand pointed and then, like, slam it. Wow. Like, have you seen when, like, those, like, um when the, oh, the like, the balls come really high and, like, you can Yeah, no, like, I get it. Yeah, oh, I do yeah. it in ping pong. It's exciting in ping pong and I always mess it up. But the point is, I didn't realize you were so competitive I, that I, you're yeah. just trying to just slam it down her throat. She would hit it so hard, and yeah, I, I was just kind of like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because I don't think I'm competitive, but then sometimes when I'm like in it, I'm like, oh, I am. But I like, I would I, if if I were to have lost, I wouldn't be like sad. But when I'm in it, I want to win. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does make sense? Yeah. Yeah, can't relate. I hate losing. <laughs> it's horrible. Like, yeah, my Hinks, my youngest sister came back in town from Florida, and um. We were playing darts yesterday, and she's never played before, and hits three bullseyes in a row. Like, one, two, three. Wow. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I've lost too much this weekend. I'm done. I'm going to put the games down for now. Yeah. Like, who wants to play basketball? (laughs) I would lose so bad. Oof. I don't even think, oof. I don't even know how to start. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be fun. Um... How, how's Red Star? Everything good? Uh, everything is going. Uh, I'm in like a little bit of um. Uh, it's weird because I share so much and like I want to. Do you know what I mean? It's like I don't feel pressure to share things. Like I enjoy it. Like this is like my life and this is what I signed up for. And I feel like we all kind of like learn from each other. You know what I mean? And um, so I'd love to share, but it's like I'm in this weird weird phase of it mm-hmm. right now where I'm just like trying to figure it out for myself. So it's like, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to say anything too premature. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, cause I saw a lot of people are, we're talking about, I think I saw some comments talking about, um, you know, when we first started the podcast, you were single and you were very much representing the single girl who listened to the podcast because you were going on the dates, you were meeting people, you were figuring out what you want and what you didn't want. And all of a sudden you're in this like committed relationship and they're like, wait, what about me? I'm still, I'm still looking. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you that, um, it's so weird because when you're in, like, there's reasons why I haven't been talking about it. And those I could probably talk about soon, actually, to be honest, but there's a reason why. Um, and, uh, and I can't wait for that day to like be able to just like share that because it's it's important you know it's like and I've also never been in a situation that I'm in right now so it's just like you know navigating through something that I've never been in before during a global pandemic and like a civil rights movement and so my brain is just you know being in love for the first time in like almost a decade so it's just like muddling through all these things and what's interesting is like when you're dating everything's kind of it's not so heavy because it's like you know, I'm not really attached and I feel like I was good at kind of like dating, but no, that's actually very false. I would I was always really attached, like first date. And I was like <laughs> writing his last name in my like, name. Is anyone going to call her out on this? Or? <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because like when I would, I don't know, I'm just, it's so much, it's so different now. And so it's like, and I'm in a different phase of my life that it's like, I want to make sure that um, everything that I, you know, it's like, I didn't come this far to come this far. To only come this far. Oh, mm-hmm. Is that what it's saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, and so I just want to make sure that I'm like clear with, you know, my expectations of the relationship and, and 
and what I want. And I know everything obviously is about compromise and trust me, like I am, but like, you know, I think it's really important that I kind of, uh, figure out where my head's at. Yeah, I've always admired people who are able to talk about things um, like relationship things and family things and not have that worry of, well, because everyone's, you know, the the thing is like, you chose this life, like you chose to live your life in public. So part of that is sharing, you know, your life. Mm-hmm. But the other people in my life didn't necessarily sign up for it just because I did, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like talking about more like vulnerable serious topics so I have to I'm always like weighing like okay if I say this is someone going to be upset because that was see I wish I had that chip a little bit because that's not where my that's not where my thought process is mine right now is just like I don't know myself you know what I mean like I don't know what's going on in my head for me so I don't want to speak out because like yeah it's more in my mind versus like anybody else (laughs) That must be, like, our, you know, personality type. Yeah. Just the difference there of, like, how we talked. I talked about it last week with Caitlin, but um, just, like, our Enneagram and how it really, I just am constantly, like, my brain works where I, everything I think about or that I'm going to share, I have, like, all these people that are in my, like, vision, peripheral and front. Like, they're just there lingering, being like, are you going to say that? Did I give you permission to say that? You know what's going to be an interesting day? What? When those things and those people just kind of aren't there. When will that be? How I don't do know. I, do that? I think it'll come. Because, really? like, yeah. I don't honestly. And it's funny because I saw a scrubber actually asked me that. They were like, how are you so open and honest? Like, knowing your parents listen, you're talking about, like, UTIs and sex and stuff. And I'm like, it's weird because when I talk when I share and it maybe I don't know maybe it's a bad characteristic I don't know it's not. I mean, like it's I don't gift. think about I don't think about anybody else other than the people that I'm talking to do you know what I mean so it's like the people that I'm like our listeners yeah they can benefit from me opening up about the fact that I have a UTI every week and yes. lord knows I got plenty of responses you know so it's like we're all going through these things together and the thing that I have found especially because of the situation I'm in right now I have found that like nobody talks about that situation mm-hmm. do you know what I mean and I'm like uh I'm gonna change that yeah yeah because it's it's a weird thing to navigate through and it's like nobody talks about it and I really only have two people in my life that have gone through this situation that I get advice from but it's like two people out of how many people do I talk to all the time like I have so many friends you know I know it's a really a truly gift because in my head I always am like I have so many people that could relate to things I'm going through. So many people could relate to the things I'm going through. Multiple things that I'm going through. Um, But I just am so, you know, I take everyone else's feelings into consideration of, oh, what will they think if they hear this and listen to this? and Or they feel, like, disrespected that I spoke on their behalf, if that makes sense. Which, on the other side, it's my version you know it's my story and like my perspective but I still I, I do that I wish I didn't I wish I could cut half of it off I'm fine keeping half of that way of thinking yeah I'd like to have your half on the other 50 percent. but it's just like you also have to think about it as like this is your life you know what I mean right it's your yeah. life so it's like what yeah. do you want to do with it 
Yeah, and I'd rather just, you know, be more on the cautious side rather than laying in bed having anxiety being like, why did I talk about that? Totally. So maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll bring that up to my therapist this week. Yeah, ask your therapist. <laughs> see what been, she thinks. That's been nice being able to be like having these revelations or these moments of awareness and being like, I'm gonna talk to my therapist about that. Yeah, that's nice. That's actually really nice. Yeah. I need one of those. <laughs> oh, by the way though, I do have a really funny story about red star when we were in palm springs i didn't tell you about it because i wanted to save it because it's so do you think it, becca would find it funny mark you've heard it yes yeah i mean i think i think everyone will enjoy that story okay why don't she we take like, a break and come back okay. with that story we have questions from scrubbers and i do have a game if we have time we love a game bye-bye for now Mother's Day is just around the corner, May 12th. And if you're anything like me, finding the perfect gift for your mom can be a bit of a challenge. But fear not, Macy's Gift Finder is here to save the day. My mom is the most amazing mom and deserves the best gifts. So when it comes to finding a gift that matches her style, Macy's Gift Finder is my secret weapon. From chic handbags to fabulous fragrances, they've got it all. Mom, if you're listening, spoiler alert, I'm browsing the Macy's Gift Finder for your gift. My sister is also the best mom in the world, so I want to make sure that her Mother's Day is extra special. And thanks to Macy's Gift Finder, I can easily find something thoughtful to celebrate her too. With Macy's Gift Finder, you can search by price, category, or even gift lists, like gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, gifts for the mom who has everything, or even gifts for grandma. Seriously, Macy's has something for every amazing mom out there. They even have top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, or the Samsung smart TV, The Frame. Now, I'll admit, I'm usually a last-minute shopper, but with Macy's Gift Finder, I can breathe easy knowing that I'll find the perfect gift just in time for Mother's Day. No stress, no fuss, just pure gift-giving bliss. So whether you're shopping for your mom, your sister, or any special mom in your life, head over to Macy's.com slash for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I feel like therapy, in all seriousness, it wasn't something I ever knew I needed until I started doing it and I realized how much of an impact it had on my entire life. I think the thing with therapy that's so good is I think that everybody has an ego. We all think that our way is the right way and it's the only way when in reality there is no right or wrong way. And I think therapy really opened me up to that. Like I'm playing therapist in some of my relationships. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's right. How, that's how much therapy has helped me. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash scrubbing today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash scrubbing. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than the mom stuff she did for me. The laundry, cooking, and driving. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. My mom moved to the United States of America, did not know English, learned English, rode her bike to Long Beach State to get her degree so that she could. I mean, she is literally like my Whoa. hero, my shiro. Yeah. Shiro, for my shiro. sure. That's amazing. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending my mom farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And we got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so that you can send some too. Here's why we love the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Books has modern designs and unique flowers that you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick a delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code SCRUBBING for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code SCRUBBING. Books.com promo code SCRUBBING. Okay, so I went to Palm Springs with Red Star Uh because uh, I was on vacation from work last week. So I took a few days, went to Palm Springs and actually like felt very safe at a hotel, like safer than some places I've gone, like some restaurants that I've gone to, which is actually pretty cool. (laughs) Um, So we go to this hotel and uh, I don't know, like, you know, I sleep completely naked, like fully sans, like naked. Even with Red Star? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay even with him and uh and i have Does been he free- also no he wears um he wears uh tidies yeah he wears like underwear and a t-shirt like, yeah he wears cl- yeah clothes I, I get that yeah i wear underwear and a t-shirt too <laughs> you guys are very similar <laughs> um in more ways than one um and so i you know that's just like been my thing for years and so we're uh sleeping in palm springs in this hotel I get up in the middle of the night. I start feeling like super queasy. Oh no! And I like run to the bathroom and I'm like, oh my God, like I just yak, like yak, like there's no tomorrow. And I was like, did I drink too? Like my first, I was like, there's no way. I like had like two glasses of wine and like, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. no way it was alcohol, but I was just like, oh my gosh. So like, and I was feeling like really, really weak. And I mind you, I'm completely butt naked, like over the toilet just it's like not cute not like the the opposite of cute right and I have like like spit in my hair and like it was just gross and so I was like I'll just like wash up and like get back into bed and like it's fine all of a sudden I start yakking again like so so bad and I was like starting to get like weak and then I was like calling for him because I was like this is like something's like not right I didn't even have the energy to like move so I literally like lay down on the bathroom floor completely butt naked okay with vomit in my hair and like things probably like just so gross and I just like couldn't move I was so so weak and I'm like calling his name and like he's not responding and I would just start crying because I was like <laughs> that it, I get that I didn't know what was wrong with me so then I guess I just passed out like I fell asleep 
on the bathroom floor. And then I guess he got up to, in the middle of the night and was like calling after me, like, where are you? But while he comes in the bathroom, sees me like so vulnerable, so vulnerable <laughs> and like naked. And like he starts freaking out because he doesn't know like what's going on. And he's just like, what, what's happening? I was like, I just keep throwing up. Like I was like literally throwing up every 30 minutes. I think we think it was food poisoning, but so mind you now I'm like butt naked, vomit, toilet, hair, gross, probably rolls in my stomach. Like I don't know, just in bad positions. <laughs> and he's like holding my hair back and just being so sweet. And I was like emotional. And then somehow he like got clothes from my suitcase and tried to put clothes on me, but like wasn't going to happen. And so then somehow he like got me into bed. Now this is where it gets worse. Oh, he got me back into bed and he brought the trash can like over by my, you know, head. And he was like timing, like he would write down every time I vomited to like oh, make sure. Still vomiting. Yeah. Like it was like every 20 minutes and then it was like every 45 minutes. And he was like timing it just to make sure it was like getting further and further apart. But that, at this point, I'm, like, so weak. Like, I don't have anything in me. And, like, I keep waking up in the middle of the night and just, like, heaving into this trash can. He keeps, like, picking it up after I puke and, like, washing it out for me. And then, mind you, I'm also, like, farting uncontrollably. <gasps> like, I can't, like. <laughs> the I, couldn't, I couldn't do anything. No, there's, like, no way. Like, I'm yakking and farting and, like, in bed. And I was just so mortified and, like, <laughs> He could not have been any sweeter about the whole, like, holding my hair back and cleaning the trash can out. And just, like, I was so mortified. I was, like, I'm never sleeping naked again. Like, I can't ever, that can't ever happen. And, like, he, he was so sweet about it that, like, and I know it's fine. It doesn't matter. He doesn't care. He's just yeah. happy that I'm fine. But, like, the image of myself <laughs> on that bathroom floor, butt naked, <laughs> and, like, yakking, I'm, like, a sight to have been seen for sure. <laughs> I have not had that happen to me recently, but I've had it happen to me before where it wasn't that I started out naked, but I got so hot in the midst of like nausea that I took all my clothes off and just laid down. This was induced from alcohol though. Oh my gosh. And, and 95 like P somehow came in and was like, what the heck? <laughs> I was like, I didn't not realize. I mean, I was probably just slurring my words. I was like, I didn't know I drank this much. <laughs> and, and like, you know how I am about showering before bed. Yeah, like, yeah. I, ha I have been so hammered, and I still get home <laughs> and like shower, wash my face, do my skin routine, brush my teeth. I don't remember anything, but I remember being on the floor, being like, don't. <laughs> right like curled over like okay. I was like curled over I was like this is not like please don't look at like I kept being like don't look over here I was before you said you were farting I was gonna be like did you fart <laughs> wait are you a loud vomiter because like mine's aggressively loud like I could never throw up without someone in the room hearing me you know it's interesting because I I think it was it was more like a I can't even explain it because it was like my body was like doing, like it was like my stomach was like pushing it out of me. Like I didn't want to, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? It was like the craziest feeling. Like I was like, this is awful. And then like the next day my throat like hurt. Like I was like, ow. Like, yeah, it's so weird because based on your Instagram story from the weekend, you would never know the trauma. I know, but do you know, even this is like the weird, weirder thing is we woke up the next day and he was expecting me just to be like, 
done for like laying in bed just yeah. like sick the next day and I like bounced back like I woke up and I was feeling totally fine like I was a little bit um weak, weak and dehydrated but once we had breakfast I was like totally fine it's so What'd weird that's what I don't know I actually don't think I've had food poisoning like that and like ever maybe I know that's I hate I have the only memory I have throwing up like that where it was I was actually mortified because it was my first I think I've talked about this my first trip with Robert and this is before we were even even like actually dating we were just kind of hanging out and I went with him and then Zach Calter and what happened we went to Vegas for the when oh, I met you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got overheated at the pool. I was drinking, which I didn't drink a lot, and it was so hot in Vegas. And I remember like slithering into the pool thinking like I'm gonna pass out. At least I'll be in the water and someone can grab me. And this girl from uh like Us Weekly or magazine or someone was trying to do an interview with me. And I, I was, like, slurring. I couldn't speak. And then we go back to the room. And they stayed in the room while I just vomited. I was like, could y'all leave? I don't know you well enough. This yeah, is so embarrassing. Yeah, that would not be good. That <laughs> would not horrible. be good. I was like, guys, this is not cool. Go back to the pool and I'll be down never. <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. It was actually, like, the night, I'm like, it was unfortunate that that happened. But it was almost like it happened in the middle of the night. So it didn't really, like disrupt the trip at all because no I was fine the next day it was good to see how he responds to you know yeah and what's actually really funny is he kept saying he was like you handle that like a champ I can't get over that like you just really just just I'm like what am I supposed to do like (laughs) do you feel free to fart freely no I'm (laughs) so mortified like and I my farts aren't loud like it wasn't like I was loud it was just smelly which is even worse (laughs) wait that night (laughs) They were, oh my God, I'd much rather sound than. Me too. Me too. It was awful. But I didn't have, I didn't have the energy to hold it in. Like it was just like, there was no way I was holding them in. Okay. I never fart in front of 95P, but one night I took an edible, (laughs) but I took, okay. So I never, I like the max I'll take is five milligrams. And at, at worst, I'm just like giggly, you know, but I took a different one that I have never taken before and I took probably like seven I guess it was like half of something and I have never felt so just like I I couldn't even like lift my arms off the couch scary and I got really nauseous and I had I was like I I think I'm gonna fart but I can't like stop (laughs) it I don't know what's gonna happen it's just gonna happen and it happened and 95p was like are you kidding (laughs) What was that? And I was just like laughing and I was like, don't worry about it. Not like you, it wasn't what you think it was. (laughs) But that was, unfortunately, I was reminded the next morning and I was like, what are you, that did not happen. I knew it happened, but I was trying to deny. It's just the worst. I really am just like traumatized from that experience. It sucks. But it sounds like you both... Uh, went up in each other's estimation. Like, he was so impressed with how you handled it, and you were so impressed with how he handled it. It sounds yeah, like a win-win. Yeah, y'all, like, a newfound respect for one another. It was. It really took the relationship to a next level. <laughs> That's yeah. really true. Very true. So, Very you know what's true. funny is a lot of these questions that the scrubbers sent, you guys have already answered in this episode. Like, a lot of people asking for an update on Red Star, and we covered that. And... um the thing you mentioned about being so honest when you know your parents are listening. Here's one from Devin DeLong. Tanya, what's your biggest takeaway from calling in the one? 
A lot of scrubbers are reading the book right now. But what was the biggest aha moment for you? Um, there were so many, but the one that I really cling to was it helped me realize dating patterns that I had that related back to like my childhood, which I found wildly interesting. And like, it, it goes back to like my parents' divorce and like things that happened with, with that. And, and my mom just like being a modern woman and like wanting to, you know, have her own thing. And so uh, I, one of the patterns, this was like one of the two that I realized that I did a lot was when I was newly dating somebody right off the bat, it was like, we go on a date on my time because I have a job. I need to go to sleep. Like it was very much like, I want you to see me as an equal. And I was just like hammering that into people's heads when it was just like, I didn't need to be that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I mean was a big pattern. And then the other pattern was, uh, I was dating people that, um, I could not, uh, what's the word? I was dating people that were either like emotionally or geographically undesirable yeah. so that I was protecting myself well, to not get we, You hurt. didn't need the book for that. We were pointing that out for you on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah. On you this show, the one on Ryan's show, the one. yeah, it was everyone. It was unanimous. <laughs> but I'd say those are like, that was a huge kind of, because I've never really, you know, thought about things in my dating life. Like I'd never really taken a look inward and then looked back at like, growing up in my childhood and kind of had these like big aha moments. How old were you when your parents got divorced? Five. And then how old were you when they got back together? 15. That's, wow. That, yeah. I mean that alone, there's a lot. I mean, it's amazing. It's like such a great story that you really, I've never heard it before. Only in like movies. Never. I've honestly <laughs> like never heard trap. anybody that that's has ever happened to. Yeah. Really. So it's, it's something that's so unique. And of course you would have, things that you were that probably you developed in that time without even meaning to if that mm -hmm. makes sense I would yeah interesting all right question for I, Becca this has to do with uh, Olivia Caridi remember her oh yeah yeah she was on Almost Famous and she was talking about her time you know because they replayed the season that she was on on the uh, Bachelor greatest seasons of all time and uh, she had a hard time in the mansion. A lot of people were really nasty to her. And she mentioned that Becca was one of the only people in the Bachelor Mansion that pulled her aside and truly cared about her. And, and Brooke Marzalek uh, posted that she wanted to hear your side of that story. Oh, that made me emotional. Oh, yeah, that's really sad and, like, sweet. Um, it's, like, so vague. And, like, that whole, all of that is so vague in my mind. Um, she had, I, I guess, like, the edit, the villain edit. Um, and so she was kind of secluded in the sense that I felt like the producers would like take her away for um, like the ITMs, which are in the moment interviews. And um, oh my God, ITMs. <laughs> I think that's what they're saying. It's just like the lingo yeah, is so good. Um, and so it, it would be like we would all be together and she would be separate and then she'd come into the room and like we wouldn't be talking about her, but she probably assumed that we were because there was like drama with some of the other girls and so it kind of just put this like awkward feeling and so I remember taking her apart I think we were in uh New, Me uh, New no Mexico City and I pulled her aside because I could tell that she was struggling and I didn't think it was fair that she was having such a hard time because I I didn't really understand what people didn't like about her so much other than that 
sometimes it was awkward when she would walk into a room, but I think she felt awkward because she thought we were talking about her, that whoever was talking about her. And so then it was just kind of like, there was this uncomfortability. And so I just pulled her aside and I was like, hey, like, I just want you to walk into the room and not think that we're like, not everyone's against you. Like we all, I want you to feel welcome. Like I want you to feel a part if you want to be a part. Like I know this is so uncomfortable. We're all dating the same guy. We all want to be with the same guy. But like, I also don't want you to feel that you're going through this process alone because it's, it's really hard. This is a hard thing that we're all going through. Um, And so we had this really great conversation there and I, I do remember that. And then I think we talked, um, in the mansion too, I remember like one of the first few days or like in the first week, we like had a nice talk in the, in like the backyard where we talked about like our faith and um, like our families and stuff. So I'm just happy that she's happy. Cause do you remember at the wedding? She was with us at the wedding uh-huh. and she mentioned that it was awkward seeing Ben because she, her memories of what the bachelor. Yeah. I remember that, but I didn't remember her like in the, uh, the show, show so I didn't really know what she was talking about I was just like yeah it's so it's it's so interesting because I look back on that time with so much like great so many great memories and like friendships and I think Ben is so wonderful and I remember that was at Ashley and Jared's wedding which was last year so however many years after we filmed and she was like it's still I knew how much it still affected her so I'm really happy she had that moment on uh the recap and that everyone's like respect giving her like respect because she's amazing um she's has her own podcast she's an amazing podcast host she's so smart she's beautiful and it's just cool to see her getting like redemption, redemption. in that way that's nice so, yeah yeah i do recommend her episode of almost famous it was uh it was a good good conversation and it got emotional um yeah. tanya they want to know about your new radio show and it's actually we should have talked about this linda marie Says, I'd love for Tanya to talk about her new radio show, The Vibe. I'm loving it. I would love to hear what it was like when she first heard she was getting a new show and what it was like putting it all together. It is actually pretty crazy because, like, I feel like, especially on this podcast, I've talked about how, you know, people in this industry have said that, like, my personality's too much or I'm too much of a cartoon character. Like, I can only, people can only handle me in doses. And so it's like all that kind of marks laughing because, you know, it's true. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so that puts, you know, as, as confident as a person you are, that puts a seed of doubt in you that like is really, really hard to shake. And that kind of comes with my whole like imposter syndrome in that complex. And so when they came to me with this, they were like, the show was kind of already created that didn't have a name already, but the show was kind of already there. Um, but I basically have like, it's a four hour show and it's syndicated like across the country, which is crazy. It's like over 150 on over 150 stations, like Saturdays and Sundays. So it's like I have a weekend show, which is bizarre. And then I I basically have creative freedom over two of the four hours. So my hours are the podcast hours. So I kind of like can talk about like if we, you know, uh, have a really good podcast, I can talk about what we talked about and play that back. Or I can talk about other podcasts that I listen to and play back some of that. Or I can have other podcast hosts on as guests literally whatever I want for that hour. And then I do like a new music hour where I play like all the new so- newest songs and Your like dream. my dream, <laughs> like it really, really is. So it's really cool. And then I hosted with this guy named EJ from Los Angeles and we're kind of like new getting to know each other. So that's been like kind of fun. Cause I've never done anything with somebody like, you know, we'd met and we worked together, but like we've never 
work together in a capacity like this. So that's been like really fun. And, um, because we're also very different too. And so, and he does like, uh, the influencer hour and we talk about like a lot of trending viral things and it's been really cool. Yeah. And a challenge for sure. It's so, I would assume that Easton and Mark agree and everyone listening, like so deserved for you to have that like opportunity and like your own show that has like your voice and your decisions because I think, I think on a certain level, a lot of us deal with imposter syndrome, but you've named it and it's, you've recognized it and have really pushed to get out of that headspace. Yeah. So it's cool to see it. I know. And like as things, so I don't want to speak too soon, but like, cause I just want to like get on the other side of this, but I had a very like such a good conversation with somebody in my working world that was just like so liberating because for the first time I was like saying things that I actually felt and mm-hmm. like I felt um, res- like uh, respected and acknowledged and it was just like a really cool thing, you know? It's great yeah. validation for Tanya. I, I also, it, feel, it feels to me like sometimes the people that are involved directly with the morning show on a regular basis – um, they're the ones that feed you all that stuff that we were mentioning before, the cartoon character, the doses, that sort of thing. But the the higher echelon of iHeartRadio seems to get it more with you. Totally. And that's interesting to me. It's the people that are with you every day that seem to second-guess you, the people that hear you from afar realize what they have with you. Yeah, and it was, like, kind of cool because I'm, like, having this, like, you know, it's, you know, because it's another show, so there are like, you know, logistics and things that you have to figure out in terms of like schedule and all that kind of stuff. And I got to like actually say to somebody who's like, you know, an authority figure, I was like, you know, I'm just, cause he was saying how, you know, you've built like a really strong brand. And I was like, you know, and, and a part of that brand is being a modern woman and, and speaking up for what I want. And I feel like I deserve. And I was like, what the heck is happening? <laughs> Who is this? Who is this? And he was like, you're right. You're right. And I was like, Oh, God, it was like just a really cool conversation. Like yeah. I felt really like it felt really, really good. That's a smart yeah. way of doing it though, because that is part of your brand. And if they're gonna mention your brand, then they've got to accept all of it. Totally, yeah. totally. I love that. That's true. Uh Becca, question for you. Um so I, I'll find it here. But they're asking about how therapy is going. They're asking if there was a specific incident or moment that put that made you decide to go into therapy and if there's any takeaways that you that you can share with us. Um, th- therapy's going really well. Rachel Lynn I really... sent this, by the way. Who? Rachel Lynn sent this question. Rachel, thank you for your question. Um, I, therapy's going really well. Like I said, it's been really nice to talk to someone who really doesn't know anything about me except for what I tell her. Um, so it's like, a, you know, she asked me questions that challenged me and make me think. And she also is like, asked me questions and I just ramble for a long time and then I'm like I stop and you're like, like what was you the have question any feedback, on that? <laughs> <laughs> any feedback there um but yeah I honestly probably should have um gone to a therapist probably a while ago I would imagine just I think it's great to for people to have it just talk to someone and I've always said that about everyone else I'm like yeah it's uh, therapy's so great but I was always so resistant to it because I thought like fine. Like I can handle my problems. I'm, um, emotionally mature enough. I am like mentally stable. Right, I'm just going to pray issues. about this. Yeah. yeah. Pray about it. Uh-huh. And, um, 
I think with everything going on in this civil rights movement and this, um, I've had some really difficult conversations with family and friends, and I realized that it was really taking a toll on my, like, mental state because it was, I was constantly thinking about it. I felt like I had talked to, I talked to people about it, my friends and, like, people that I trust and respect their opinion, but I just thought I needed to do more because I wasn't, um, I don't know. I, I was just in this weird, I don't really have anxiety. I don't get stressed out and dwell on things for long. I'm able to kind of process them and then either store them in the back of my head and maybe it's all coming to the surface. And that's why I'm like, whoa, I need to talk to someone. But, um, it's just been really good for me to have someone. And, and like I said earlier, it's been nice knowing that if something pops up and, or if like, 95p and I have an argument or something happens and I have a moment of like aha of awareness about something I'm able to go okay I'm going to bring that up and talk about that and see if she has any insight and it's like she's a person like she's just a person it's not like she's some like you know like spiritual god or anything but she's you know she's studied to do what she does and I just feel it's been really helpful talking to a professional but yeah I probably should have seen someone a long time ago and I kind of feel like now, yeah, I feel <laughs> like I have my sister is a psychologist and so she's like you know professional therapist and does all this and she's also my sister so she like loves me unconditionally and loves me more than anything in the world so I feel like there's you know she can't really help me in that not like perspective, but like, I always feel like I go to her for like really big things like that because I do like really value her. She always just kind of takes a step back and like helps me see the big Mm -hmm. picture instead of like my view on it. And it's like so helpful and it's coming from like a place of love because it's my sister. And I was going to say, I feel like even though you know her and she's your sister and she loves you unconditionally, I feel like the conversations we've had, she like challenges you and, and, um, it's not just like, says what you want to hear not at all like (laughs) Like very much not at all (laughs) and that's the part I've had to accept is someone because I I'm so confident in thinking I know what I know and I know how to handle things and someone being able to say like what if you did it this way and it's gentle but it's like maybe try this instead because whatever you're doing isn't working Mm -hmm. so it's been good oh it's so wow you guys growing up is so gnarly it's so hard it's so gnarly like I can't even like wrap my head around some things like I read this book called codependent no more oh yeah truly and I'm like an independent woman like I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T do you know what I mean and yet I'm reading this book because a friend of mine suggested it and I was like oh my gosh like I totally see a lot of these characteristics in me you know like I'm a caretaker I'm uh, like I'm a giver. I, you know, it's, you just start to see these tendencies in you. You should read that. You, and then I was, there was like certain chapters. It, it's weird because it talks a lot. It's like dealing with like an alcoholic spouse, oh. which is not my, not the case for me, but it does talk, but you have to like kind of just <laughs> put that, in the, put that in the back of your head because a lot of the takeaways are really, really yeah. good and fascinating. And there was a big chapter and it was like totally reminded me of like things about you. And it was just like the people that just kind of, sweep things under the rug they don't talk them through blah 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 and I was like oh this is I almost wanted to like just send you the chapter I hate talking about things like I really hate addressing issues and I love addressing them can we just put it somewhere else and maybe 
deal with it next time it comes up and then it comes up again and I still don't want to deal with it but it's not even about being codependent on like a partner necessarily it's like also being codependent on like others approval and stuff uh uh uh-huh uh-huh it's good can't really (laughs) just kidding uh, let's do a quick rapid fire, and then we can get to the game, and we'll get Easton and I involved in this one because this person. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw a lot of comments about people <laughs> wanting more involvement from you and Easton. So, no. I, I mean, no, not putting all the pressure on y'all, but that is some of the requests that we've seen. I don't know why we don't do a mantle with you guys. Yes. I mean, feel free. That's fine. You can do that. Whatever you'd like to do, it is your podcast. We're here every week. And you know what? We have reborn. So That's right. We can do whatever we want. So here, we'll get us involved in this. This is a rapid fire, and so each of us can answer it. We'll go around the room. Uh, this is from Sarah. Uh, so it's firsts. Her theme is firsts, and then it goes into favorites. But here we go. Here we go. First kiss, Tanya. Oh, his name? I think name and anything about that moment that's interesting. Um, Ryan Compton, he didn't remember it. It was so sad, but then I ended up dating him, and we're friends now. So cute. Becca? Do I go yeah. Tyler Taunton, he was, uh, we talked to him. We called oh, him yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was in my driveway. It was, you know, it, I remember he put his tongue in my mouth and I thought like, I literally felt like I just lost my virginity. It was <laughs> so ambitious Aggr- for a first kiss. Aggressive, like. <sighs> I don't, he was gentle. He was like sweet, you know, okay. he didn't like overdo it. But I just, I was so pure and innocent that I was like, <gasps> what am I going to tell my mom? Do I tell my mom? I just remember walking away being like, I just did something so simple. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. That is so... I know. It's cute. Easton. It's cute. Uh, Her name is uh, Rebecca Campbell, and we we kissed at the Scotts Valley Roller Rink, and it was memorable (laughs) because right afterwards she said, there's something you should know about me. I'm on probation because I was caught with (laughs) marijuana. (laughs) And wow. What a thrill. I was with a criminal and I got my first kiss. It was so exciting. <laughs> I, I so picture you being at a roller rink. Uh, yeah, I still so hang fitting. out at roller rinks. <laughs> um, COVID infested. <laughs> Tina Stegman, I, I, I know that I had very, I didn't know what I was doing. And so uh, we were in a room full of people, a room full of couples who were also uh, kissing. So I took that as the opportunity, and I made this noise a lot. Because I had no clue what I was doing. Ew, didn't you practice on, like, poster boards? I don't, I don't, first of all, no. But second (laughs) of all, I don't think that gives you great training. Yeah, it doesn't. It did for me. I was, like, great out of the gate. I don't know we should call what's his name ryan compton and he didn't remember so clearly not. <laughs> but i did a lot of kissing with him after that so he knows oh, okay yeah all right um next one first drink it wasn't like a one wait, and done wait, how old was everyone during the first oh I, I was late i was 15 i was 16 yeah i think i was 16 15 16 15. i was 14 playa <laughs> uh first drink tanya Seven years old. <laughs> yeah, I'm like out of the birth canal. I don't know. It's weird for me because like in Serbia, there's no like legal age to drink. So I honestly, and I had older brothers and sisters. So I feel like I was drinking very early, maybe 13. Oh, yeah. Smearing off ice, baby. Throwing Ooh. them back. That's right. I was Wait, 13. Like, wait, how old are you? Thir- wait. Eighth grade. Eighth grade? Yeah, probably eighth grade. I was literally, I think, 22 or 23. Wow. I had a... Uh, 
this like really cheap wine that was almost like fruit juice. I can't think of what it's called right now. Frosia yeah, or whatever that is no, in a box. It wasn't that. No, <laughs> but it was something similar. Yeah. Mango flavor or something. Easty. I've never had alcohol. Ever. Wow, I can't even say that. Yeah. Wow. I've never tried it. Uh Okay. I was a freshman in high school, and I went to a guy's uh, house for a, a, a sleepover, but it was actually a party he was having, and there were tons of people there, and I tried beer, and it was disgusting. And then somebody gave me a Jack and Coke, and I drank enough of that to feel the effects, and it scared the hell out of me, and then uh, that's the most drunk I've ever been in my life. Wow. And I was just kind of barely buzzed. <laughs> it scared the heck out of you, <laughs> barely buzzed. Yeah, I, I could, the fact that I could feel it, and I knew something was happening to me, really scared me. I just like yeah. You know what's in interesting is like uh, there is something really weird about like when you get super drunk and you don't like like blacking out is kind of frightening when you think about it. That's my it's worst nightmare. The, yeah, the idea of somebody like, the next day telling me what I did the night before never. Like there's nothing worse. Oh, oh, I'm having PTSD <laughs> just like thinking about it. But I'm like too, reading I'm... the text messages that you send like at like midnight, being like, hey. Okay, I don't have those, but oh I'm, my gosh, do you know how many I deleted and they only delete like on my end? Like yeah, they don't yeah, like yeah. suck it back, but I'm like, I just can't read it. I need it off my phone. Oh, I have deleted some messages. Sometimes I even just delete my part so that like you know. Yeah, you just can't I can't go I back can't and rehash see it. what I've done. No. Uh Tanya, first concert. Shakira, uh <laughs> in Inglewood. I think it was at the forum actually. Um, and it was really a thrill, Shakira, and it was with my um Shakira fan club. Yeah, I mean, obviously, as, as you would expect. <laughs> uh, mine was Brit- I think uh Justin Timberlake and Christina Aguilera. That's the first like big one I can remember. I won tickets doing a lip sync contest at the local water park. <laughs> nice. Wow. What did you lip sync? You're the one that I want from. <laughs> <laughs> wow. we, competed, we competed against one girl. She was singing Lil Bow Wow, so we had a shoe in. That was two two people in the contest. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that poor girl. Race. Yeah. That poor girl. 50 50 yeah. chance. She was like eight. We should have called it a tie. Easton. You know what, Mark, in life, there are winners oh, okay, and losers. Okay, but yeah. That's right. Come on now. <laughs> Uh, my first concert was in the year 2000, and it was a festival called BFD at the Shoreline Amphitheater in Mountain View, California. And the headliners were Blink-182 and Stained, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, wow. Stained. Yeah. What is that? It's like a rock group, right? Yeah, yeah. They were, they were like a, I'm trying to remember what their big hit was, but uh, they're not around anymore. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a great time. Uh, mine was Springsteen, Dane County Coliseum, February 2nd, 1981, before any of you were born. Wow. And it, it also drastically affected my life because I'm a big fan to this day to the point that it annoys my family. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, didn't you get a photo with him? But that was Sting. That was Sting, yeah. Yeah, different, very, different, very person. different person. Not Sting, Sting, yeah. Tanya, what was your first car? Um, my first car was like an old... Um, I don't really know the... I'm not good with like models of cars, but it was like this old beat up like Mercedes... It was like legit because it was like Mercedes, Whoa. but like it was like old school, you know what I mean? Um, I think my mom had had it for I don't know how long, but uh, named her Ginger. And I had like a f- bright hot pink fuzzy steering wheel cover and bright pink um, like dice in the mirror. Ooh. 
<laughs> yeah, my mom went and got them for me from Walmart because I had to have hot pink, and I guess that was like the only place that sold it. Wow. And yeah, she was real cute. I had a 2003 black uh, Nissan Xterra, and it had like a grill guard on the front because it was my cousin's. And it that grill guard honestly saved me so many like dents in the front of my car because like I'd go to the Sonic parking lot and then I'd back up and I'd hit something, but it would just be my grill guard. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was cute though. I mean I had a great first car. I, I didn't drive till I was like seventeen. I was scared, so uh, Yeah, mine was like old it was like beat up, so I didn't even care when I hit things. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. I've been in the car with you. That is scary. Yeah. Lost the hubcap here and there, but, you know, it's all good. It's an old car, so parents didn't care. And my first car was a 1996 Isuzu Rodeo. It was green, and I put an exhaust tip on the exhaust pipe so it was super loud. Oh. And oh. I, got, I got pulled over for exhibition of speed, and I didn't get a ticket because of privilege. And uh, I was let go because <laughs> uh, my dad's a police officer, and they told me, uh, yeah. The, be on your merry way. Do whatever you wish, Mr. White Person. Enjoy your life. You were like, my dad's a uh, bodybuilder and a police officer. FYI, yeah, just, you know, look at my last name. Don't mess with me in this town. And then is, is exhibition <laughs> of speed different than speeding? Yes, exhibition of speed is you're not speeding, but you're making it look like you are. It's if you're like revving really high or like burning out your wheels. That's illegal. It is. It's illegal. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, so uh, everyone out there with the loud exhausts and uh, burning out, don't do it. You'll get pulled over. Um, uh, all right. I had a, uh, my dad bought me a Renault Le Car. <laughs> uh, he bought it for $50. And honestly, wow. I think he got ripped off because that's what garbage this car was, and I hated it. Lamar. So my first, they ended up, they ended up getting my mom a new car, and then I got hers, and it was a 1980 Pontiac Phoenix, and that was a sweet ride. Yeah. Wait, fifty dollars for a working a car? A working though? car, yes. It was a working car. That's that's actually crazy. Terrifying. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was. Hey Tanya, what's your favorite sad song? Oh my, oh my god. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> this is like a dream for me. I'm gonna go with just like my first instinct. Which was um John Mayer split screen sadness. Oof. <laughs> I still like it's still I could just listen to it and just cry and I oof. I have two that come to mind that are like really sad which are The Scientist oh, by Coldplay yeah. oh, that's good. and Gravity by Sarah Browse oh. you know that one yeah it's deep it is deep I, I love sad songs. Me too. Oh, man. I have, an I have an entire playlist. Hold on. Let me just really quick. <laughs> but like, even when I'm in like a happy mood, I used to like to light a candle and sit in my dark apartment and just put sad music on and pretend that I was going through something. <laughs> I should do that now. It might be too deep, though. <laughs> it might be too real. I literally had like a, a look. I have a playlist that's just called sad. Mm. <laughs> sad. What are some of And the then I have it called breakup suck. Breakup suck part two. Oh my god. Lewis <laughs> Capaldi on those. Sad. You know what the first song on sad playlist is? Split screen sadness. By John Mayer. Wow. Those are like some breakup like uh like anthems though. When you're gone, Avril Lavigne. Oh wow. <laughs> oh, just for love, Image and Heap. Oof. I, mm. I do love Image and Heap though. This is just good. All right. 
Sorry, right, continue. Houston. You know, I, I don't listen to sad songs, and so that this is hard for me, but the, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, Stay Together for the Kids by Blink-182. You it, love Blink-182. I love Blink-182, and yeah, that wow. song Theme. came out right when my parents were getting divorced, and it, it really affected oh. me in a big way, and uh, I'll listen to it now and feel very emotional. Uh, mine is real obscure. It's called So Much Mine by a band called The Story, and it's about uh, your daughters growing up and you were so much mine, but now I reach for you and I can't find you. And it used to make me cry before I had children. So now forget it. Oh my, I could not even imagine. Yeah, it's really powerful. Is being a girl dad like so gnarly? Being a girl dad's fantastic. It's the greatest thing in the world. I I just feel like it's so, because it's true. It's like you're totally theirs. And then like one, there's like a day where it's just like. Yes, I, you you start to feel them becoming the stars of the show. You know what I mean yeah. by that? Like if this were a TV show, <laughs> you know, they, they, my kids were Mark and Amy's kids. And now we are their parents, you know? Right. I'm Allie's yeah. dad where she used to be Mark's daughter. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. 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 They are now the main characters and we are now peripheral characters in this, in yeah. this TV it's show. It's like, but it's like, I feel like it's different with boys because boys are just like, Boys, you know, like me, <laughs> <laughs> just like me, like me. Like girls are just like emotional and attached and just like sweet. Yeah, but that behavior is taught for you know. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. All right, next one, Tanya. Favorite city? Los Angeles, baby. Okay. I'm just gonna go with it. Fine. Everybody talks crap on this city. I love this city. It has done. It has made me some of the best friends I've made in my life. It's given me opportunities I never would have imagined. And it's, like, so unique and cool. Mm-hmm. I love L.A. Bye. Can I, say, can I say Maui? Yeah. I'm going to go with Maui. I just feel... It's a good one. I love L.A. too. But it does have its, like, eh. <laughs> Like boys, man. No, it does not. Get out of here with your LA hate. No, I don't hate. I live here, so I love LA. But there, it's as a huge city, it comes with its like minor things here and there. Um, but I love Hawaii in general, and I feel like my best, most free self when I go that I can recharge. So it's probably my favorite place. That's a good one. I, I'm I'm with you, Tanya. I, I love LA so much. I've loved it since I was a little boy. I've always <laughs> wanted to move here, and I've enjoyed every single second since I have. I love that. Yeah, I um, I do. I also get defensive when people kind of you know crap on LA, especially back where I come from. So I do get defensive because I do love LA. But I'm gonna go with Madison, Wisconsin, my hometown. It's just got a unique energy. It's just got its own vibe like I've never felt before. So I'm going with that. Yeah. All right, last one, uh, Tanya. What is your favorite carnival food? question? Well, it's all of us. <laughs> I mean, did he ask? No, these are all from Sarah. Thank you, Sarah, for the rapid fire. What's a carnival food? You know. Oh my god, what, like a, like a funnel cake? Yeah, funnel oh. cake is great. Fried Oreos? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll go with the, I'll go with the fried Oreo. Have you had it? Uh, yeah, thanks oh, very okay. much. I'm yeah. only picking from <laughs> things I've had, which is not much. Yeah. <laughs> But I have had a deep fried Oreo and I have had a funnel cake. I think that might be the extent of my carnival food. So I'm going to go with the deep fried Oreo. 
Mine is like a deep fried corn dog and isn't the funnel cake. Yeah. Isn't a deep fried corn dog already? Uh, that's like corn, corn dog. dog already deep fried. Yeah, but there's something different about the fair corn dog. It's like double fried or something. Oh man, fair food is Eastern. my favorite <laughs> thing on the planet. Uh, and I always try to try the craziest stuff. But I got I gotta say the All Star. It's deep fried Oreos. They're so good. I get them every single time. I get yeah. mo- I get like six of them when I go. They're so good. Oh, yeah, I'm going deep fried cheese. Uh, I'm a Wisconsin boy, so deep fried cheese. Mozzarella sticks are an example. Oh, and cheese and curds. You don't have diarrhea. Mozzarella that? sticks I can do. Cheese curds from Wisconsin, which are deep fried cheddar cheese, give me an issue. That <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm in the bathroom laying on the floor naked <laughs> until Red Star oh, comes man. to rescue me. Uh, oh. But the other one, mozzarella sticks, I'm way into. I. I think mozzarella sticks might be my favorite. Food. Uh, just period of all of wow. all foods. So honestly, Easton, have you had Sonic's mozzarella sticks? I have had Sonic's mozzarella sticks. They're extremely good. I think they're superior. Personally. All right, let's take a break and they'll play a game. You ready? I have steaks and everything. I have it all planned out. Okay. All right, we'll be back. Mother's Day is just around the corner, May 12th. And if you're anything like me, finding the perfect gift for your mom can be a bit of a challenge. But fear not, Macy's Gift Finder is here to save the day. My mom is the most amazing mom and deserves the best gifts. So when it comes to finding a gift that matches her style, Macy's Gift Finder is my secret weapon. From chic handbags to fabulous fragrances, they've got it all. Mom, if you're listening, spoiler alert, I'm browsing the Macy's Gift Finder for your gift. My sister is also the best mom in the world, so I want to make sure that her Mother's Day is extra special. And thanks to Macy's Gift Finder, I can easily find something thoughtful to celebrate her too. With Macy's Gift Finder, you can search by price, category, or even gift lists, like gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, gifts for the mom who has everything, or even gifts for grandma. Seriously, Macy's has something for every amazing mom out there. They even have top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, or the Samsung Smart TV, The Frame. Now, I'll admit, I'm usually a last-minute shopper, but with Macy's Gift Finder, I can breathe easy knowing that I'll find the perfect gift just in time for Mother's Day. No stress, no fuss, just pure gift-giving bliss. So whether you're shopping for your mom, your sister, or any special mom in your life, head over to Macy's.com slash for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than the mom stuff she did for me. The laundry, cooking, and driving. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. My mom moved to the United States of America, did not know English, learned English, rode her bike to Long Beach State to get her degree so that she could. I mean, she is literally like my hero, my shero. Shero, for sure. That's amazing. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending my mom farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And we got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so that you can send some too. Here's why we love the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farm, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Books has modern designs and unique flowers that you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick a delivery date, and you're done. 
Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code SCRUBBING for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code SCRUBBING. Books.com promo code SCRUBBING. Rakuten is a rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, pets, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores like Macy's, Best Buy, Petco, so why not be saving while doing it? It's a no-brainer. Rakuten is the easiest and smartest way to find the best deals and savings. And every time I visit Rakuten.com, I'm always shocked by the thousands of brands that are featured. Me too. Did you know that Ticketmaster is one of those brands? So next time you're trying to see your favorite artist live, you can earn cash back when buying tickets with Rakuten. And the best part, membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Plus, cashback rates change daily so you can keep checking to find the best deal. The stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You can get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving and their members have earned over $4.6 billion in cashback. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cashback really adds up. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right, here's how I envision this going. Now, I asked each of you, you all got texts from me in the last week asking me the artist you know the most about. We'll reveal them this in a is moment. such a disadvantage for me. Why? <laughs> no, and me too. I don't even remember who I said to you. I think I gave you a few right. options. You know everything about everyone that you're obsessed with. It's not about them as people. This is going to be about lyrics. Oh, oh crap. Now, whoever does the worst will then have to put in earbuds in their phone, go on Spotify or whatever, and play a song only they can hear and sing us the first verse and chorus of a song. Okay. Okay, but I just would like to preface this with, had you said this would be about lyrics, I would have had a very different answer. That's why he didn't say yeah, it. it. No advantage. I told you the artist you know the most about. Who did you choose? Who did you choose? I would have chose John Mayer on the lyrics. Hello, I had an entire club dedicated well, not, to his then, lyrics. Then good. Then I'm glad I didn't choose John Mayer because that would have been an unfair advantage. Wow. I'm... Becca chose T-Swizzle. 
Taylor Swift. <laughs> Tanya chose Selena Gomez. Ooh. Easton, of course, Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. <laughs> Tanya's regretting yes, her decision. Is. <laughs> But we love Selena Gomez, but she's love. regretting. Love, the love, love. Aspect. But I, the, the lyrics aspect, my crush. All me, it is, okay. it's very simple. I'm going to name a lyric. You tell me what song it's from. Oh, very my God. Very simple. Let's go. Here we go. Let's go. Uh, we'll just keep the order we've been doing it in. Tanya, you'll go first. And I started these easier, and they're going to get harder as we go. Tanya. And, of course, the extra added difficulties, it's me speaking them and not her singing them. Tanya, thought I could chase you with a cold evening. That's it? That's it. That's all you get. Thought I could chase you with a cold evening? Thought I could chase you with a cold evening. (laughs) Trying to make up a song with those lyrics. Uh, Hands to myself. No, that is back to you. I try to pick I'm the first screwed. few songs you've heard a million times on Kiss FM. All right, Becca. Loving him is like driving a new Maserati down a dead-end street. Red. Very good. <laughs> Easton. I'm falling through the door, flying across the floor. Oh, that's, uh, 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 uh so yesterday? Oh, I'm oh, sorry. No, no. When I touch you. There are no, no help there here. are no steals, oh. but Becca, if you want to play it, you can. You can. I, I falling through the door. Wait, is it why not? Nope. No. No. What is anywhere but here? I knew the song. I just couldn't. Get to the chorus. After one round, Same. Becca one, Tanya zero, Easton zero. Tanya, you got me sipping on something. I can't compare to nothing I've ever known. <laughs> oh, do you know this? I yeah, I actually could. Hard. I actually can picture it. You got me sipping. Oh, I think I know. I think I know. Can you sing a little more? No, no, no. no. That's all I got for you. You got me sipping on something I can't compare to nothing I've ever known. Come on, you know it. Good to you? That's the heart wants what it wants, which I believe you've listened to on repeat about 50 times when it first came out. I was actually going to, I was going to guess can't keep my hands to myself, so I would have gotten wrong. Tanya, start warming up your voice. Uh, Becca, (laughs) I'm spilling wine in the bathtub. You kissed my face and we're both drunk. Dress. Oh, I would not have guessed that one. nothing about us. Easton, do you see a single tear? It isn't going to happen here. Do you, oh, I know do this you see a single tear? Come on, Easton. It isn't going to happen here. Come clean? So yesterday. No, no so yesterday. I think it's going to be a battle between Tanya and Easton as to who has to sing because they're both doing very poorly. Tanya, in your eyes, there's a heavy blue, one to love and one to lose. One to light and one to you. Um, it's a song she did with um, 
Come on. I've been running. I get to you. I get to you. I've been running through the market to get to you. To get to you. I want to get to What's that song called? Whoa. This is embarrassing. So that's a, so she, so Becca said that, right? Tanya doesn't get that. Yeah. Okay. Just, <laughs> yeah, just clarifying. Not right. Becca, I was riding Whoa. shotgun with my hair undone in the front seat of his car. <laughs> Our that's song. right. Very good. <laughs> Dude, I was riding shotgun. Man, this is this quiz was made it for was. me and T Swift lyrics. Easton. I think if we were if we just had the like if you played the that's drop the versus s- marks. Exactly. This is difficulty. Oh, Becca's easy. having no problem with this game. <laughs> Easton shedding every color trying to find a pigment of truth. Shedding every color trying to find a pigment of truth. Oh, I know this one. Becca <laughs> knows everyone else's and um, where did I go right? No, Becca. Is it coming yeah, clean? It's come clean. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, come clean. This is actually insane. <laughs> All right, Tanya. Two more. No one love you like I love you. Never cheat. Never lie. Never put no one above you. I gave you space and time. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hold on. Say it one more time. No one love I know you. these lyrics. No one love you like I love you. Never cheat, never lie. And no one love you like I love you. <laughs> never put no one above you. I gave you space and time. Never put no one above you. I gave you space and time. Oh. Say it again, Mark. No one love you like I love you. Never cheat, never no lie. Like never I love put you. no one above you. I gave you space and time. Oh, um... Lose you no, to love me. No, feel me. Becca, I want you to get all five of these. <laughs> New to town with a made-up name in the Angel City, chasing fortune and fame. Got me. Wait, one more time. New to town with a made-up name in the Angel City, chasing fortune and fame. Gosh, I'm so frustrated because there's a song that's on the tip of my tongue, and I don't know if it's the right one, but I can't think of it. What is it? The lucky one. Uh, I would my not least have, favorite on yeah, that. Yeah, I would album. not have guessed that. that. Right? Devastating. Easton, come on, you got to oh. get one here. Don't have to be a genius to figure out what's between us. Oh my god, that's the math. <laughs> that is the math. Very good. Wow. Oh, Tanya's in trouble song. now. Tanya, this is your last question. You needed to stay in the game. Take it or leave it, baby. Take it or leave it. But I know you won't leave it because I know that you need it. Come and get no, it. No, fetish. <laughs> I was so confident about Literally that. Literally so confident. I mean, it, the game's over. Becca won. Tanya lost. I think we can. Wait, what's the All right, one? one more for Becca. Don't know if Snow White's house is near or far away. The best Very day. Very good. And oh? Easton. Finally, you can get two. You can get on the board here with number two if you can get this one. Blue skies are above me. My blonde hair is everywhere. Blue skies above me. My blonde hair is everywhere. Sweet 16. Sweet 16 is correct. Very good. Final score, Becca, four. Easton, two. (laughs) Tanya, zero. So, Tanya. Really disappointed in myself that it wasn't five. I'm actually really disappointed in myself. That is 
like atrocious. You won't tell Selena. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally was just telling her how much I love her new song. I love past life. It's so Yeah, good. but a couple of years from now, I'll give you a lyric from past life, and your eyes will glaze and over. And it'll just be out, out of my brain, out of All my right, brain. All right, so you what? only hears lyrics with the melody. What are you going to sing Thank for you. us, Tanya? What's your, what Selena Gomez song do you choose to sing for us? Oh, so I, I pick a, scene, a, pick a Selena, Selena song? Pick a Selena song, and then stick your headphones into your phone so only you can hear it. And then you guys have to guess No, it? we're just going to enjoy it. Oh, okay. I, I'm going to have to get headphones. Hang on. I feel like this isn't a punishment for her. <laughs> yeah, this is like her dream. It's what she likes to do. Do we have any requests? Any Selena requests? Something that really challenges your vocal range. Okay. It's already slightly limited. Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, I think something we know, though, would be nice, you know? I can't hear you guys. Oh, yeah. Something, Some, you know. something that was a hit on the something. radio. Okay, something that was a hit. Okay, okay. Okay, I can do that. Oh, she's bobbing her head. She's moving to the beat. <laughs> Feeling the melody. Are you going to have to read the lyrics, or do you know them? I know this one. Oh. The uppers oh. keep making love to each other. And I'll try, I'll try, I'll try, I'll try. Can't keep my hands to myself. Ah, uh, ah, uh, my hands to myself. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Uh, my hands to myself. Ah, uh, here it comes. My hands to myself. I, I mean, I could, but why would I want to? Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, my uh, hands to myself. I mean, what a bop that was. Very nice. Very nice. Wow. But you know what's funny? It's Tanya that has had this conversation recently where we were talking about what draws you to a song the melody or the lyrics. And I said, I'm a melody guy. I don't know what they're talking about. If they have the right hook and the right melody, I love it. When Tanya said, no, no, no. Me, all about the lyrics. All I care about is lyrics. <laughs> Meanwhile, she knows zero lyrics. Wow. Well, she learned something about herself. Even she actually right there. About the she melody. wasn't singing along to that song with proper lyrics. That's true. That's, well, that song's not really about the lyrics. <laughs> I mean, come on. Lose you well, to love me, I can really get into that, that one. that some artists are more specific and are known for their lyrics, such as Taylor Swift. Correct. Whereas certain people are more about, like, what melody is going to, like, draw people to it for a fun time. And they're not so, the lyrics are whatever, but they're not the main focus of the song. Whereas Taylor Swift has some lyrics in her songs where I'm like, Wow. I know. That how, is a, like, how did you know that um, in my brain? Yes. Yeah. And like, how she words things is she, yeah. Like, new romantics? I mean, uh, uh, Death by a Thousand Cuts, it has a happy melody, but the lyrics are so sad. Yeah. It's a breakup song. Wow. Don't even get me started on this. All right. How about one email before we go? Okay. It's from JoJo, because I think this is actually an easy one. My boyfriend and I have been dating for almost two years. I'm 26, he's 31. He has two kids. I have no kids. Recently, he left his phone face up on a text message while he was sleeping. He was being flirty with a girl. My heart shattered. I thought to myself, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and let him explain himself. So I said, who's Cynthia? He got super defensive and walked out. We broke up. I take that as cheating. A couple weeks later, he apologized. We agreed to work it out. I asked for him to clean out his phone, give me his password, and share his location with me at all times. The controlling overtook me. I was constantly checking his location, questioning him. He told me he couldn't deal with it anymore, and he dumped me on my birthday. Then, a couple of weeks later, we started texting again. 
we got back together. The problem is, he never apologized for dumping me on my birthday. He never celebrated me. He never got me a gift. He didn't buy me dinner. Nothing. I've never received a Christmas, Valentine's, birthday, gift, or date from him. It makes me feel like he doesn't love me, or I'm just not enough for him. He's brought up being on a tight budget, but then I see him buy things. He goes out with his buddies, so I'm not sure where I stand. Please help. What do I do? Jojo. Come on, Jojo. You know what to do. You know. You know what to do. You know what to do. This is not your dude. You do not want to be in a relationship where you feel like you have to control the the whole relationship. I mean, that's not a relationship. That's not a relationship. Two years and zero gifts or dates. Yeah, come on. You, You deserve to go on a romantic date with intention and plan behind it you deserve to have someone bring you flowers and get you gifts it doesn't have to be about money it's about thought right totally about thought i'm gonna suggest something proactive for you jojo i think you should read the book codependent no more <laughs> i thought you were gonna say calling the one we <laughs> and moved on from yeah we moved on from calling it the one and now we're on codependent no more no 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 but like honestly though because i think that Sometimes you can just attach yourself to this like idea and you make excuses for people and things like that. Um, And like you can't control this Cynthia chick that's texting him. But what you can control is like your willingness to tolerate that, you know, and like, no. Agreed. Yeah. And it seems like you can't just get away from him. So it might come to the point of you like blocking his number so that you don't re keep restarting this unhealthy pattern of being in a relationship with someone who really does not treat you how you should be treated. And normally like if someone really makes an effort to be better and to change and to show up for someone, I always am like, you know, I guess it's, it's under your um, control to give them a chance if you feel that. But if you, he's not doing that. Yeah. And also you have to pay attention because I think actions speak louder than words. I think a lot of people can say all the right things, but when it comes to their actions, that's what you really need to hone in on. And like, are they showing you what they feel or just telling you? And I feel like he's showing you he doesn't care. Yeah, he's showing you. And you deserve so much more. At the very least, you deserve someone who treats you with respect and takes you on a date and Multiple dates, but you start with the first one. Yeah, you seem... <laughs> like, dates don't have to cost money. No, no. you seem focused on that getting dumped on your birthday and that he owes you an apology, and we've used this quote before, and it's a great one, but life becomes easier when you learn to accept the apology you never got. But on top of that, for, so forget about that. Move on from that. There's still a laundry list of problems here that you got to move on from. You deserve better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm sorry you're in that position. It's hard. It's so easy from the outside to be like, come on, but... I know it's hard when you're in it, but you 100% deserve much better than what you're It's like the emailer last week. Tanya, you weren't here, but the woman who realized this man is not a part of my perfect, beautiful life. And she had that revelation and she knew it. Mm-hmm. And s- Wait, tell me about her. What happened? She. Should I go back and listen to her? Yeah, because I don't remember much Do you else. You listened to our podcast? <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. Becca and I worked <laughs> hard on that support. show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It was just, how do I tell him? Oh, they had a son together. And they've gone back and forth a few times. She realized it is not for her. This relationship's not happening. She does not want to spend her life with this man. But she also doesn't want to do that to her son, to be raised uh, by a single mom. And she doesn't doesn't know how to tell him. 
because he cheated before. So we were like, he cheated, tell him, it's yeah. fine, he'll get it, it's okay, don't worry about it. The son loves you yeah. no matter what, but the way she phrased it was, he is not a part of my perfect, beautiful life, and I thought that was fantastic. That is a great revelation to have, mm -hmm. and it's time for Cynthia to have it. Yeah. yeah she, like, totally acknowledged. No, it's oh, time, yeah, for time for Jojo, Jojo to have it. Cynthia's oh, yeah, the other. Yeah, that's right, sorry. Yeah. We don't care about Cynthia. It's <laughs> a great way of putting it. Yeah, she. it was cool because she, like, wrote in asking for help of how to handle it, but she had this, like, epiphany of, like, this guy isn't it for me. Yeah. You know? Epiphanies so. are the greatest. Oh, please. They're great. <laughs> please. Like, you guys had an epiphany just... that this show was being a little sonsy lately, and now it's back, baby. Yeah. Baby. Sometimes you need an epiphany to get on the other side of a Tiffany. <laughs> And a piff to fix the tiff. <laughs> or a tiff to have the epiff. Ooh, sometimes you need a tiff to have the epiff. Uh -huh. Wow, it's good stuff. Not going to get anything like that outside of scrubbing in. <laughs> this, those <laughs> life lessons. Yeah. yeah. They're only can, they only can be found in one place and one place only. That's right. Um, well, Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you are all um, safe and healthy and happy. And, um, yeah, we love you. Should we do Mantle next week? I'm totally down. Okay, great. Me too. <laughs> I think Done. we have a guest next week. Oh, we do? I don't know. Double check. We'll have to double check. But we're going to do a Mantle soon with Mark and Easton because we're going to give the people what they want. It's what the people want. All right. See you next week. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Bye. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 script. 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 seeds infused tequila enjoy responsibly 21 seeds diageo new york new york want to know where all the spring savings are this year ross you'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends yes at ross you'll find brand names for 20 to 60 percent off department store prices you're definitely finding your next favorite outfit we're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. 
Mother's Day is right around the corner. And in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.